Okay, so uh, we really wanted to share with you guys first why we went to India um, and then some of the big lessons that we learned there. Um, so we were going to do a youth camp. Um, they do two weeks of camp over there. Uh, it's a project that was started by this uh, camp down in Georgia. So they go to other countries where they're invited to help them plant a youth camp. And the first year, we always just do one week of camp, see how it goes. The second year when we go back, they start leading it more themselves, so they have a camp director picked out before we plant the camp. Then year three, they're supposed to completely take it over. We're just there to support. And Anna Claire and I were able to go together two years ago, and I went by myself the year before that. And then last year, uh, we got married in April. The trip was in May, and we had all intentions to go. And then as it got closer, we realized just financially that wasn't going to work with the wedding, but also... Uh, I didn't have vacation to take a whole month off of work um, right there back to back. So, uh, yeah, it didn't, I don't know why I thought that was going to work out initially, um, but it was really hard for us to pull back from last year. We weren't sure when we'd get to go back to India, and it's not really the most comfortable place in the world. Um, th there are some beautiful sites, but we don't go because we love the country. Uh, to be honest, there are lots of smells and food that we don't exactly love. And um, it's very, very hot, um, but we go because we love the people and we love serving. And um, it was really awesome because when we said no for last year, we were really just praying that God would open a door for us to go back, uh, not just to visit the country of India, but specifically we really wanted to go visit the camp again and see it running by itself, really led by the Indians. And um, then last year, um, it didn't go as well as they were hoping, the counselors still felt like they needed a little bit more coaching, and a team was able to come back, and this year it was like $1,000 less per person. So uh, God really opened the door for us to go back, and even with those things happening, we wanted to make sure that it was really God's will, and we were really praying between that trip and another international trip uh, to do camps. And the more we prayed, it was like while we started praying, then we got a letter from one of our favorite old campers. She like had a friend visit India and sent a letter to us with some like Indian candies and stuff. And, you know, we got all teared up. We were like, we have to go back to India. We missed them so much. So uh, God made it really clear that we were supposed to be back. And um, I say all that to say, you know, we went because we were following the spirit. So everything that we're sharing, this isn't like a sales pitch to try to get you guys to visit India. Uh, we're sharing because this is where God you know, told us to go. And we felt that really strongly. And uh, we hope that from all of this, you guys can be encouraged by the things that we learned, but also that you'll feel encouraged personally to follow the Spirit. And that may be Charleston, South Carolina, or you know, Raleigh, or maybe it is India. Um, so anyway, Anna Claire is going to share uh, some of her feelings going into camp, and then we'll get to some of our big lessons learned. I think also something that we forgot about as we were preparing all this is that we got a huge donation to go as well from my parents' church. I think it covered more than half of the trip. Yeah. But um, basically, like, the, they live on a military base down in Cuba, and they don't really have ties because the church is supported by the government. So when people give, it's they decide every, I think, two times a year or so where they're going to donate that money. And they gave us, like, the maximum amount that they could give to one person. Yeah. Um, so that was really an answered prayer as well. And just, yeah. I think, reinforcing our minds that, okay, this is what we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. um, but as we were praying about going and thinking about going, um, I knew that I wanted to go back, but I definitely knew that it was going to be very challenging. 
Um, the first year I went, it you know, I wasn't leaving a whole lot behind. I didn't have a summer job. I was still in college. Um, but this time I knew, like, we were counseling, so we couldn't stay together. Um, it's not a very comfortable place. Uh, no air conditioning, no showers, um, just lots of different things. The food, I think, between the three meals a day, we rotated between four different meals. Um, and some of it was very spicy and just <laughs> scary. I was scared to eat the meat. Um, so... Um, anyways, um, I did want to share a verse that I read while we were there in Proverbs. Um, so anyways, I felt like I sacrificed a lot to be there. I'm new in my job, so I only had one week of paid time off. So the second week was just unpaid time off of work. Um, I never adjusted to the time, so I think I got like three or four hours of sleep a night. And those of you that know me know I sleep like seven to nine um, so the whole second week I had this terrible headache, I wasn't sleeping, kind of stopped eating the food, um, but I think I felt like because I gave up so much to be there, I was kind of good, I just needed to go. Um, so I read this one morning um, in Proverbs, it says, doing what is righteous and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice, and that's Proverbs 21.3. I think it just kind of hit me like, dang, I did give up a lot to come here, but if my heart's not here and I'm not loving these people, like, it was for nothing. Like, it doesn't matter that I gave up all of this stuff to come if I'm not taking advantage of all these opportunities to love my campers and support the other counselors. So I think that was a big thing that, I don't know, stood out to me while I was there. And not that I was just sitting around and not talking to campers, but I definitely felt like I could just give what I felt like and what I wanted, and that was going to be good enough rather than trying to give my all and really just invest everything I could for the two weeks that we were there. So um, the second week was a lot harder with my campers. I wasn't feeling as well either, so it was definitely a challenge, but it was character building, so (laughs) that's good. Um, But I think that was about it for that first part. Anyways. Okay, so once we actually got to the camp, um, everything got rolling, and like Anna Claire said, the first week was a lot easier. Uh, we both had really easy teams of campers. I had 11. I think she had a, a few more than I did, and we have the oldest kids. Um, they usually put whoever's the head counselor with the oldest team because um, you kind of have a little bit more freedom than with the little kids where you're chasing them around trying to convince them to shower. Uh, the older campers are still hard to deal with a little bit but um, you know usually that's where they put the head counselor and then um, we were kind of supporting the head counselors for both weeks Uh, I have a lot of experience doing camp and Anna Claire was built to camp from uh, her major PRTM she really learned a lot about camp cultures and about um, just organizational leadership so uh, they put us with the head counselors which was awesome Uh, we got to work alongside them and Week one, I think we were just taking in the lessons a lot more, where week two we had to uh, really let the rubber meet the road and put everything into practice. Uh, So the theme this year was choice. And uh, for any of you kids who are going to the swamp camp down in Georgia this summer, um, they're going to be talking about this same theme. Um, But we talked about the choice of friends that you have. We talked about uh, just choices that you make with your lifestyle, uh, choices that you make to seek God. And um, then we also talked on the flip side about the choice that God made uh, when he sent Jesus and the choice that he made to make you. And it was like, you know, you have been made by 
the God of the universe, and he doesn't make mistakes. And um, it was really encouraging having both sides. I think camp really provides a safe environment. Uh, just the way that they've established this culture with the swamp, um, that's the name of the camp in Georgia, the Swamp Camp. And so when we take it internationally, it's called Swamp Corps, um, starting international swamp camps. And uh, really the culture is we want the kids to have a lot of fun and learn about God in a safe environment. And it's not Bible classes, Bible classes, Bible classes. Um, they didn't come. It's not like a seminar-based thing where you're just sitting in courses all day. I mean, they're, they're kids. So we do a lot of activities, have a lot of fun. Uh, then in the middle of the day, they have a Bible lesson. Then at night, they have like a short devotional that leads to more discussions. And uh, for me, I think the first week, it was really awesome because my boys wanted to talk about just choices they were making in life. And uh, there was a lot of just asking advice. I had some really spiritual kids who wanted to talk about God. Um, the second week was a little different. I'll get to that later on. But um, during that first week, I was really just taking in the lessons and trying to see what I could apply. Because uh, obviously we went there to serve the kids, but I knew that we were going to get something back as well. And for me, um, I think you know, y'all have heard Keith shares this a lot, that there's nothing you can that you've done that made God love you any less. And I, I get that. Um, like intellectually, it makes sense. But for me to connect that with my heart is really hard. Um, a lot of times I can just be so perfection based that like I think I have to be perfect for God and I think it's the engineer in me I just I love perfection and all the numbers to match up beginning to end and my spreadsheet is perfect and nothing's out of place and all the formulas will work no matter what and um, so I like for things to be error proof and that's just not humanity (laughs) so um, one day not even with the camp lessons uh, just in my personal quiet times every morning Uh, I've been going through the Bible and um, every year doing different translations. And on the way to work, I listen to the Bible. Um, And so I'm in the Old Testament on my way to work. But then on the weekends, I've been finishing up the New Testament in a different translation. And I got to John 14 while we were at camp. And uh, I just want to share a passage with you guys uh, from verse 15 on. It says, If you love me, you will keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him, but you do know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will see me no longer, but you will see me. Because I live, you live too. In that day, you will know that I am in the Father. You are in me, and I am in you. The one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I also will love him and will reveal myself to him. And I love a lot of things in this passage, um, but it really connected with me. um, Just this idea that, you know, if I love God, I'm going to obey his commands. You know, that's an obvious part of Christianity. You can see that your deeds match with your faith. And um, that's amazing, but I can't forget the other part here, too, that you know, Jesus sent us a counselor. Like, I have the Spirit with yeah. me, so I'm called to love God, I'm called to obey Him, but I'm not supposed to be doing it by myself. And going into the second week, it was really cool, I think. I, I needed to hear that deeply because there were a lot of situations that I'd never dealt with before, and I've been a camp counselor for, like, 40 weeks of my life. Like, that's almost a whole year of being a camp counselor. You'd think I would have seen every situation, but 
there were some really new things that came up uh, week two. I just had some really tough boys in my group, and then we had some just really rotten 15-year-olds <laughs> who were like came to bring trouble. And um, they came 28 hours uh, from Mumbai on the other side of India. So uh, with one of them, like we couldn't send him home. Uh, we wanted to. He was toxic to the camp, but we couldn't send him home. So he had to be paired with a volunteer for the rest of the week and pretty much just be like on the sidelines watching camp. And this guy who came to participate in camp was like volunteer dad to this rotten kid. So it was interesting. But navigating those situations, helping out the camp director, um, there were a lot of things that I didn't have the wisdom about how to handle them. But I could see that the counselor was with me. And it was so encouraging time after time when I would be sharing with my boys and all of a sudden like two scriptures that I haven't read in like six months to a year It came to my head, and I was like, wow, these are the scriptures these boys need to hear right now. And it was cool because it wasn't just, okay, I had the perfect quiet time this morning, so now i got this scripture in my back pocket. It was really I could feel that God was equipping me to handle the situations with things that I didn't feel equipped to handle. And uh, with that, too, um, so another scripture, and this was something, we had a little Sunday service devotional kind of thing in between the two weeks of camp. And um, in 2 Timothy... Uh, chapter 2, that's where we really poached out for the whole lesson. And um, verse 1, it says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the camp director over there, Abraham, uh, he and his wife, Julie, are so awesome. They really treat Anna Claire and I like we're their kids. I mean, they if anyone saw photos, like they dressed us up in Indian traditional like marriage outfits to do a photo shoot because they were so excited they're like you're married we're gonna put you in the Indian clothes and they did Anna Claire's makeup and she didn't like the way they did it but it was still encouraging I mean it was just hilarious and this shirt the guy is a lot smaller than me so like I couldn't lift my arms above like this it was just it was a hoot but um, you know they really wanted to take care of us the whole time and I think to see that not only they loved us with their actions, but also just with the scriptures that they shared and things that were on their heart throughout the week, um, that they would pull us aside not to like beat us down and say, like, hey, you're not doing a good job with this, but they really constantly were looking to encourage. And uh, when he shared this scripture, uh, he told all of us, he was like, you know, you were brought here to do camp for a reason um, because God wanted you to be here. Obviously, he made it clear that you were supposed to be here, but also... The camp directors chose all of us to go, and so they had confidence in us. And it wasn't because we were the smartest bunch of kids in the world or anything like that, but it was because you know, we were chosen to be there by God's will, and now God was going to give us the grace to do what we needed to do. And um, I think that just really encouraged me uh, with all the situations we had to navigate. And even with Anna Claire and my relationship, it was really hard being a married couple and for two weeks being apart and I don't know how people with jobs with a ton of business trips do it because we were like oh we miss each other so much and we could see each other throughout the day I mean it wasn't like we were on opposite sides of the earth but uh, it kind of felt that way Uh, we couldn't really be affectionate I mean we like weren't even able to like kiss in front of the campers or anything the first week we were even afraid to hug each other I mean it was just we were feeling really awkward Uh, (laughs) we were just feeling awkward and what's new we're kind of awkward anyway um but to have God's grace shown to us um, throughout the week, and I think that also helped us to show grace to each other. And um, with that, I think with that in mind, it was so much easier to love the kids too. 
because when you have a view of God's grace for you, yeah. you don't get as frustrated. Yeah. And you remember that you don't deserve the things that you've been given. And it was, I don't know, it was, it was really powerful at the end of the week. Uh, <laughs> one of the campers who, I mean, there's this group of boys in my team that I tell you, I just wanted to send them all home. I was like, you guys are just horrible <laughs> kids. And um, they're these 18-year-olds, and I mean, they all said that they were Christians. They had you know, made the decision to make Jesus Lord, but they weren't really living it out. And it was really frustrating because it felt like they were toxic to my group. But, um, you know, sat them down, had some talks about respect, had some, a lot of scriptures shared, a lot of things trying to encourage them. And at the end of the week, one of them came up to me crying and he was like, you're like the best dad I ever had. And to say these things, I was like, how is this happening? I feel like I was not even a great counselor to you because I was feeling frustrated. But um, you know, I, I tried to push past that and love him and be encouraging throughout the week. And it was wow. God's grace that he was one of the kids who had the most powerful week of camp at the end of it. And I was like, wow, I don't even feel like I really got that close to you. I feel like you had walls up all week. And he wasn't the one who was wanting to hang out all week. He was kind of doing his own thing. But, um, you know, it was, wow. it, it's, it's cool to see that God really does give us his grace uh, to love people, even when it's frustrating for us, but also that by His grace, even in our imperfect service, we're able to make an impact. Um, So now Anna Claire is going to share a few more of her thoughts. Um, Okay, so it's really cool to me how with camp, the the themes and the topics are very simple and basic because they are, like, created for kids. Um, But how, like, we still need to be reminded of those things. Um, And so, again, just what Jacob was saying, the theme was choice, the idea that God chose to love us and send his son for us, but also that we have choices to make to love God and to act in a way um, that is righteous. Um, So I think it was really challenging for me. Um, So just a little bit of background, about a year and a half ago, I um, started some medication that really, like, messed with my emotions. Um, And up until that point, like, I've always been, like, very emotionally intelligent and, like, just had a very good idea of what I was feeling and could control that really well, um, kind of in a scary way. Um, I think it made relationships really hard. In high school, I had a friend that really hurt my feelings, and just overnight I decided, well, that's fine. I just won't be your friend anymore. Like, wasn't sad about it, but just you hurt my feelings and okay, I'll just move on. Like, I'm over it. Um, Like, if I was angry, I could just decide, this is dumb. I don't need to be angry about this, and I could just move on. But with this medicine, I felt like my feelings were being dictated. And um, they told me it takes, like, six months to a year to regulate. So I gave it a year, and I still wasn't feeling well. And basically with it, I had, like, days where I could feel like myself and other days where I was, like, really low and couldn't just get out of that. So I switched medicines, and then rather than having, like, ups and downs, it was kind of, like, just, like, meh all the time. So it was really easy for me to, like, be brought down and feel frustrated about things that, like, didn't even exist. I was just frustrated for no reason and couldn't not be frustrated. Um, And I think because before I was so good at, like, having control over that, I think I felt like I had an excuse to not make righteous choices and just let that bring me down and not really care how I acted based off of those feelings. So I think just this basic concept of choosing to be righteous 
even when the circumstances aren't perfect, um, really challenged me and helped me come out of that. Um, also just realizing that circumstances are never perfect. Right. Um, you may wake up in the morning with a great night of sleep, but then 10 minutes later, you've already exerted energy and you're on your way back to being tired again. And um, so you're at least going to like be a little bit tired at some point during your day, but you know, situations may not work out the way you expected. And um, I think for me, just being reminded that that does not give me an excuse to act however I want and not really care about it. Um, so that was really helpful. I think things have been going a lot better recently. Um, so yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I wanted to share one more scripture uh, from Proverbs. And this was in Proverbs 3. Uh, this was in one of the lessons that they had for the campers. And we all kind of talked through the lessons at the beginning of each week during the counselor training. Uh, but then in quiet times throughout the week, I was trying to also just look at some of these scriptures and have them on my heart so that when the kids were like, man, I was really impacted by that lesson, I was like, oh, tell me what you learned because I, <laughs> I don't know what y'all are even talking about. Um, it was nice to be connected to what they were learning. And uh, in Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 8, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. Think about him in your ways and he will guide you on the right paths. Don't consider yourself to be wise. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. This will be healing for your body and strengthening for your bones. And I wanted to share this because um, I think a, a big thing for me in verse 6, it says, He will guide you on the right paths. And like I said at the beginning, you know, this isn't like a sales pitch for India. Um, really, there are a lot of small stories about India that we could tell you guys in like 20 to 30 minutes. We can't explain the whole trip. But um, what I hope that you guys got from this is that God put it on our heart to go somewhere, and we, one, felt like we really made an impact, but two, felt like the impact was really made on both of us, on things in our character that we've been having trouble with, and really deep things that we needed to understand about God and about ourselves, um, got revealed while we were there, and I think it's because we we trusted God that we needed to go on this trip, even when our understanding didn't necessarily make sense. Uh, you know, For Anna Claire, it was really hard to give up the comforts of being here and to give up us being together for two weeks. And for me, I love camp. So I'm like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll push through. We'll be fine. We just got to get to camp. And I can kind of use that to get past any of the discomfort or the food, anything. But, um, you know, for me, what was a lot harder was, okay, I'm giving up like two weeks of vacation and I only get two weeks of vacation at work. So better not get sick and you know I mean, it's, it's kind of it's a little scary uh to make that decision but I think I mean God really blessed the trip and even with our marriage one of the things that we felt was the hardest about the trip was not being together and being affectionate and we really missed each other and had some days where we would, like start crying or just feel really upset when we had our 25 minutes of counselor break together but it was so cool at the end of the second week um, one of my best friends there told me that he'd been afraid of dating and that watching our relationship like encouraged him that he wants to get married now. And I was like, oh, how did that happen? Because you barely even, like, you saw us hold hands once, I guess. Never seen that before. Um, but then um, another guy, and I mean, we had a few people talk to us about our relationship, but there was this other guy who I hadn't even 
talk to. I had no idea what his name was. He was one of the volunteer workers who was helping, like, refill water throughout the day and get games organized. And, I mean, they were kind of the behind-the-scenes cast, and I didn't talk to him once. And he came up and straight up said, like, hey, I know that you have no idea who I am, but I've been, like, watching you from afar all week. And not, not, not in a creepy way. He, he was like, he was like, I really, he was like, I look up to you so much. And anyway, he shared all these things. Like his, his life had been so hard and his family, I mean, he's a Christian now. Um, and you know, he grew up, his mom became a Christian when he was really young and his dad wasn't having it. And when he was five, um, the dad you know, divorced the mom and left them. But before that, he said his dad tried to kill his mom four times. And one time while he was laying there in bed next to her, he woke up because his mom tapped him and the dad was trying to smother the mom. And the dad chased the two kids out of the house and they lived in the streets for five days. And that's when he thought of marriage, that's kind of, I mean, that was what was instilled in him. And I know that he's grown up seeing other marriages in the church, but for some reason, something about Anna Claire and my interactions, he told him that like he had hope for what marriage could look like and love. And I was like, wow, this, you know, in even the situations where you don't think that you're able to do anything or that you think like, well, we set a bad example of marriage this week because we didn't even say I love you but four times. It's like somehow that still made an impact. And so uh, I just really want to encourage all of you guys, um, you know, whatever life stage you're in where, you know, you're married or you're still in college or you're a kid still and you're in elementary school, Find ways that you can serve, and you'll be amazed by what God is able to do. And sometimes that means just going out and talking to your neighbors uh, for the first time and seeing if they need something. And sometimes that means going to the other side of the world. And, you know, for you, though, you have to figure out what it looks like to follow the Spirit. And whatever God is putting on your heart, don't ignore it. Because when you stifle the Spirit, you really miss out on opportunities to share God with people and make an impact in ways that you really weren't expecting at all. And I don't know, for Anna Claire and I, I mean, that that trip was the trip of a lifetime. And it was very hard. It was very difficult. It was great to come back, but I don't think we have any regrets.